from Silicon Valley, California. This is Fresh Dialogues. Welcome Rob Lampkin to Fresh Dialogues this morning. He's a veteran of the energy sector and CEO of Clean Earth Solar, a solar energy company based in Livermore. Rob and his team have developed balloon-shaped solar concentrators to capture solar power. The eight-foot balloons act like concave mirrors to focus solar energy. The company claims it has a global energy solution with a more cost-effective method than conventional solar panels. So Rob, first of all, I want to ask in the beginning, where does your ambition to save the planet come from? When you start looking at the size of the problem, the size of our energy problem, whether it's energy supply, how much energy we need to power our planet, or environmental issues, uh, global warming, greenhouse gas issues, or you look at an look at energy as an energy security issue. As you look at any of the three of those individually, and certainly when you look at all three collected, uh, solar energy just jumps out at the top of the list at being the, the best solution to solving all three of those issues. And do you consider yourself an environmentalist? Maybe a practical environmentalist. Uh, I'm an engineer by training. Uh, these windmills you can see on this hillside behind you. I look at those windmills on the hillside and I see beauty. They're displacing the need to burn more fossil fuels. It's one less coal plant, one less natural gas fired plant that we need. And so I see those windmills up on the hillside and I see beauty and I see good. And can you tell me about how you first became involved with the company? I left Calpine in 2003 and I left because I wanted to get back into renewable energy projects. And my heart and passion was for renewable energy so I left Calpine and uh, formed a startup called Radiant Energy. Our, our heart was to do renewable energy projects, and we started out doing geothermal and hydro, which is what all of our experience was. After working on uh, those kind of projects for a few years, we saw that the energy problem we have was just continuing to grow. There wasn't really much of a possibility to solve our energy problem that we have with hydro and geothermal. There's just not enough of it. And it's, it's actually a very simple calculation, back-the-envelope calculation, to show that solar energy is the only thing we have in near enough abundance to solve uh, the energy problems that we have. Solar just jumps out as being the, the solution. So we started working on solar projects. We knew we needed to add solar to the mix if we really wanted to make a difference. And we came across a cooler technology. We thought, this looks interesting. Another way to do solar. Let's go investigate it. And I started meeting with uh, Dr. Eric Cummings and quickly came to the view that we like to build some solar plants using cooler technology. What were the key things about his technology? Solar technology and solar energy has promised for the last 30 years that, you know, in five years, <laughs> solar energy is going to be so abundant and so cheap, everybody's going to want it. And in just five years, there'll be so many solar panels available or so much of the solar, new solar technology available that everybody will have it. It'll be abundant, it'll be cheap, and the sky's the limit, pardon the pun, and solar energy will just take off. And that's been the promise of solar for Forever. Since the 70s. Forever. Since the 70s. That's exactly right. And that promise has just not come true. And one of the main reasons is cost and availability. Um, Solar has traditionally been more expensive than other sources. 
very unfortunate and very unfortunate that the price of a barrel of oil is cheaper than the cost of solar energy. Very unfortunate that you can get a lump of coal and burn it cheaper than making a PV panel. It's unfortunate but, but true and as a result solar energy is not taken off. And so what was exciting to me about the technology is that was they addressed one of the key issues, how do you really make it cheaper? You, you need to drastically reduce the mass and the amount of materials that you use, either a lot smaller, use cheaper materials, or a lot less of those materials. And that's what the cooler technology does. It actually requires an order of magnitude less of materials to make the same amount of solar energy as all the competitors. The materials that we were going to use, the amount of materials were so, not only less, but they were so available. Plastic, <laughs> mm -hmm. um, a steel pole, a wire rope. These are materials we actually have a lot of. I went from being solar technology agnostic to all in, I think Cool Earth has a huge advantage. Can you give me your elevator pitch for, you know, to explain to a lay person how these balloons, they're like mylar balloons, I understand, eight mm -hmm. foot wide, how they work? We use thin film plastic to capture the sunlight and to concentrate the light. The way that's done is the plastic, which comes in a 10 foot roll, is cut and sealed to make a balloon that's eight foot in diameter once it's inflated kind of has a party balloon shape to it. So you look at the balloon, half is clear and half is shiny aluminum. Right, so it's like a power bar wrapper, I understand? Yes, yeah, the, the, the plastic thin film or mylar material um, is the same kind of plastic that you would see in uh, packaging material uh, that's wrapped around a power bar or a Lay's potato chip bag makes a very good uh, mirror. So when it's inflated, eight foot, it's pointed towards the sun. The sun comes through the clear surface on the front. The sun hits the back surface where the aluminum is deposited. And that concave-like shape creates a good concentrating mirror. And at the point of concentration or the focal point, we place a small amount of PV solar cell material. And so Ultimately, this is a PV solar cell power plant, but where the magic comes in is we use one four hundredth the amount of PV solar cell material in order to produce the same amount of electricity. So major cost savings. Then. Major cost savings, and because there's not enough solar cell material out there, it actually makes it possible to start producing solar electricity in much greater quantities. So and you took every piece of solar cell material and concentrated light on it, instead of just putting out it in the sun without concentration, you can get 400 times more energy using our concentrators. What other challenges are you facing as far as scaling this up? All of our problems are engineering problems. What's exciting about the cooler technology is we're not waiting for another technological breakthrough. Not rocket science, even though we have two or three rocket PhD rocket scientists at Cool Earth, which helps. That's great. But it's not it's not rocket science. It's you know, it's just hard engineering work, it's details, developing the product, developing the technology. Right now it's about getting the technology just right, building the prototypes, getting it in the field. At some point it'll just be obvious <laughs> to us that mm -hmm. yes, this is right, this is good enough. Let's go put a one megawatt field of this out.
What are your requirements? One of the exciting things about the technology is we can site our power plants in land that's already been disturbed. We can go to Central California Valley or elsewhere, um, go to land that was farmed at one time is now fallow, or maybe cattle been grazing on it for the last 200 years. We don't have to go out to the middle of the desert and make it perfectly flat and scrape it. <laughs> uh, we can go out to kind of rolling farmland and put in our solar concentrators. So we're just putting poles in the ground, interconnecting those poles, collecting the sun, making the power, and we don't have to like pave it. <laughs> and what are your requirements for a one megawatt power plant? What What is the square footage or acreage required for that size and how does it compare to mm. your regular solar panels? Yes. Each of our concentrators, inflated concentrators, produce about a kilowatt on peak. And so to have a one megawatt power plant, you would need a thousand. You can pack them in closer together, but then they start shading each other. Right, there's going to be an efficiency impact. Yes, yeah. or you can spread them out so that they never shade each other and you maximize the power production, but then you're taking up more land. If you take eight acres, put a thousand of these in concentrators, would give you a megawatt. That's probably the tightest packing. So somewhere between 8 and 12, depending on the terrain, the slope of the land, how much shading will allow. And talk about the, the magic price point. What is your price point that's going to make your technology especially valuable? I think there's two different price points to focus on. The highest and first price point we'll see is this 11 to maybe 13 cents a kilowatt hour number. Where that comes from is, and it's just a data point or a price point, the state of California has done a lot of work, a lot of very good work in promoting renewables and has done a lot of work in trying to say, trying to determine what is a good price or fair price for renewable energy. They think that the utilities in California should be looking to pay 11 to 13 cents a kilowatt hour for renewable energy from qualified renewable resources like solar. They apply to us. Right. And how does the 11 to 13, how does that compare to your gas-fired or your coal-fired power station? Th that, that's a very good question. That, that's actually how they determine that number is the state modeled and did analysis around what a natural gas-fired power plant would cost and what the price would be for one of those gas-fired plants to produce electricity. And it ends up being in this 11 to 13 cents per kilowatt-hour range. So that's how they determined that. They said, um, we think for the next 20 years that if you build a, a gas-fired power plant today, that the average price of energy for the next 20 years will be 11 to 13 cents from that power plant. And therefore, we think the utilities should be willing and fine to buy renewable energy at that price. Right. Now, I would argue there should be some premium on top of that. Mm, because um, of externalities. Because of externalities, that's exactly mm. right. Uh, most people don't realize that the price of the pollution or the price of the env other environmental impacts aren't internalized into that price. They're pushed out on society, mm -hmm. and the cost on society is picked up or not picked up somewhere else. So um, I think the utilities 
and the state kind of intend that to be this is the price we will be we will pay and it's a floor how much higher they will go who knows being a green company do you find hiring is easier you've got people who are already passionate about it you find that that's a that's a hiring advantage being green that works for us definitely you're right in getting applicants people coming in walking in the front door or through email saying hey i'm excited about becoming more green, working in a business that could create and make a real difference, I'm interested. But the other side of that coin is it's also a filter for us. If they're not really passionate about clean energy, so not only do they have to be like <laughs> the smartest engineer. Right, so, so you've actually turned away people that have the technical skills but just not that green passion. Right. And the technical requirements are high. We have half a dozen... Caltech PhDs you know, working here. Mm -hmm. And when someone comes in as an engineering applicant, and they're sitting across that group getting asked technical questions, it's, it's a rigorous process to get in. Mm -hmm. And then the rigor just keeps going because you've got just a very strong engineering scientific team, very smart, very sharp, much better engineers and sharper than I am, just critiquing each other's designs and critiquing the technology. And you pile on that, all the passion, <laughs> mm -hmm. that what they're trying to accomplish and do. Rob Lamkin of Cool Earth Solar, I really appreciate you taking the time this morning to talk with me. You're welcome. It's been enjoyable. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Fresh Dialogues. This is Alison Van Diggelen, with special thanks to Tom Kromkowski and Carol Pecora for technical support, and Kevin McLeod, who wrote and produced our music. Mm -hmm.